Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself, fresh back off his holiday. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm not fresh back on my holidays, back off my holidays, Chris. I am very much, uh, we're recording this on a Monday, Monday morning, Mm. and I started my working week at 5 a.m., Standing oh. in dog shit with my <laughs> feet without sock, without slipper, without um, <laughs> flip flop, slider, or shoe. Uh, I stood at five o'clock this morning in puppy poo, and it really sets the pace for the rest of the week. I find. I, I think. I mean, I guess you can sort of say things can only <laughs> get better, or you can sort of go right. It's this, is it? Right, back off holiday. I'm standing in dog shit at five a.m. I'm washing my feet in bleach. At 5am. I'm not sure what's worse, standing in dog crap or getting up at 5am. If I had to mm. choose between the two, I don't know which one I'd go for. Why did you get up so early? What's going on there? 5am? Well, I got I up, up because... 5am for my funeral. Well, well surprisingly, um, the uh, the dog uh, I have access to decided to get up at that point to do a poo, <laughs> uh, which I to. then stood in. So it's, it's good. Uh... It, was a, it was a team effort. For me and little uh, Sammy Amiobi the dog, um, and we um, and we had great times, just great times. That dog, <laughs> that damn dog. I, mean, <laughs> I can kind of emphasize empathize a little bit um, with the cat situation here. We've had that kitten now, Gina, for about a year. It must be mm. his one year anniversary, and uh, we still have they to sort of birthday, keep him generally. locked. <laughs> well, cat birthday. I think he's. I think he's just over a year. But we've had right. him a year, and we have to lock him up at night in a in a box. in a room where he can't. <laughs> well, not in a box. Not in a cage. Not that monster. In a bin. He gets, a, he gets a fairly bin. spacious room. Right. An industrial cat bin. He gets a fairly <laughs> spacious room all to himself. But the thing is, he just wait. Otherwise, he would just tear the house up at night. Yeah. And cause all manner of mayhem. Like I already have to uh, sleep with like earbuds in. Because right. Maro, the good cat, the so-called yeah. good cat, just meows at like 4, 5 a.m. in the morning for no reason or just drags his toys in. And kind of worryingly, um, with Tuna, as I've mentioned and lamented in previous podcast episodes, he mm. has mastered the art of opening door handles by jumping up on the door handle, pulling it down and opening the door. <laughs> um, so we had a, a, a breakthrough, a technological breakthrough. We put mm. him in a room with a sliding door. And it looked like the game had changed. Our lives were 
irrevocably improved. Mm. And then we started hearing like this bang noise, this banging noise. And one morning he came running into the bloody bedroom because yes. he'd learned you can throw yourself at a door at an angle to move the sliding door. And he had learned that if he jumped at the precise fucking angle, <laughs> he could open the door and free himself yet again. Yeah. And he would come charging in, purring like crazy, walking all over my face. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> he's a, he, he's such a smart cat in some ways. But just if only we could, you know, channel that power for good, not evil. And by you evil, could, I mean waking me up in the morning. I mean, what you need is a, a stupider <clears throat> animal. You need to go either down the dog route or you need to sort of deprogram your cat for being so clever. I mean, you could sit him, sit him in front of Fox News for a bit. <laughs> just, just, just get him, get him hooked on, I don't know, the, the, the teachings of um, uh, one of those kind of like uh, male um, action power influencers on, on Instagram or something. You, you know, just become stupider like that. Yeah, just yeah. watch certain Twitch guys. It's a shame Bill O'Reilly isn't around still. It would have been a great one for the cat to sit and watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's been a... Bit of an old Twitch thing going on here at the moment. There's a Twitch... I can't remember his name. I don't really want to promote this this guy's name. Mm. There's a Twitch streamer, foreign dude, who's been going around Tokyo and Japan, causing problems, shouting on trains, generally harassing right. people. Yeah. And he's caught the ire of the Japan Twitch community. And worse, I think even the Yakuza. And in recent Twitch streams, people have just been literally assaulting him on the street. It's kind of shocking <laughs> to witness. Even he's taken aback by it, right? And it's like, uh, at this rate, he's going to be the most hated man in Japan. Like, it's it's astonishing, really. Does he live um, here? Could he be export, um, exported? Could he be taken out? <laughs> <laughs> Can he be exported like a exported. fine wine yeah. or a lager? Um, I, I don't know. I... You know, I don't think he's done anything wrong that would warrant mm. being exported. But uh, I'm sure uh, yeah. they could find a reason. I mean, more. <laughs> I always sort of think that, that there was a guy in Sunderland uh, a couple of weeks ago oh, who God. was going to be put on the sex offenders register for having Simpsons porn on his computer. And oh my God! So the thing about um, police in this country, like they have, we have quite restrictive kind of weird laws that you don't really know about, like pornography and stuff. So like. If right. you find, like, if they can't find the drugs on you, if they can't find mm -hmm. the, the the crimes that you're accused of, if they go on your computer, you'll probably find a video of a chimp wanking or something. And and, and they <laughs> can get you for animal porn or pee or... Um, what the fuck? In this case, it was like uh, kind of um, like child, almost child pornography, weirdly, because it was oh Bart Simpson and Marge fucking. <laughs> and what and like anyone who grew up in the like the fucking digital age has seen some weird fucking Simpsons porn that has just been like... Well, oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> You've seen Simpsons porn. No, You've I haven't. You've seen Millhouse with a big old hog <laughs> having sex with... Uh, uh, what's no. her name? Uh, not Maggie. That's too, that's too weird. Uh, Lisa. You've seen that before on no. the internet. It was all over the place. Family Guy. Anything you've made... The Jetsons... The Flintstones, anything that anyone's ever made a cartoon of, someone's made some pornography of it, usually in Europe, and no. they put it on the internet, and you will have seen it when you're trawling the um, the, the Newsnet forums of uh, of the of the, of the year 2000. But like, it, it is it, it is a bit of an issue that you know that, that there's pretty much everything uh, anyone who's got a mobile phone will probably have something that would uh, they, they'd have an issue with, and they could probably take it down for it. But this guy was going to get put on the sex offenders register mm. because they had like. A few pictures of, of Bart Simpson having sex with his mum. It's so I mean, pathetic. 
That's kind of <laughs> fucked. I don't know how to feel about that's just messed up. Why would anyone have that on their phone anyway? But like, I don't know. Simpsons I don't know, man. Porn. But it was all a rage back in the two thousands. Let me tell you. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't necessarily a fan. I didn't really get it. But I mean, presumably they're drawn up for sure. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm kind of annoyed that I've learned about this today because this is yeah. the one thing I didn't want to find out about ever. And now. My day is ruined even well, more. Well, C.V. is um, um, on, on on Twitter. He, he just said that um, somebody recognised him in the street and showed abroad in Japan. So look, you've had a terrible day. Good He's news. had a terrible day. You've both had terrible days. That's I, I don't know how I feel about that actually. <laughs> I, I feel both. That's hilarious that Connor didn't get identified as Connor. Yeah. I just I wish I'd been there to hear oh abroad in Japan and him going oh gosh what? oh dear <laughs> oh no not again <laughs> silly old Connor. We did a video uh, the other day together at some vending machines and we had to eat just loads of food out of like a hundred fucking vending machines or something. It was really. Ridiculous, and this it was is like too I don't know. Food. Sounds like too it much was too food, much food. Chris. It's not just that though. Like food out of a vending machine is we're not we're not talking like Kit Kats and crisps. We're talking like Meals, microwave insta yeah. vending machine food. Yeah, burgers and hot dogs and mm. asbestos. It's just the shittest food. And I, what is it with him and Joey? Whenever I I have them on a in Japan, it's yeah. like being invited into a five star luxury hotel, right? <laughs> you get all the trimmings. You get to stay in wonderful places and yeah. go in planes and excitement and boats. Mm. And then I go on their channels and I do all the crap vending machines eating with Connor, <laughs> eating dog rubber. And then, like with Joey, mm. I, I don't think the video's come out yet. We, we had a video where we just ate like a load of pudding. He was nice. like, oh, yeah, mate. I know what she fucking want. You want a bit of pudding? I was like, oh, you just, okay. Well, clearly you've got a reputation as a man who likes a bit of pudding. That, you know, it's not it's not for them to... Who who else do they have on their um, channels and what do they do with them? Nothing. It's just me <laughs> eating pudding and shit. Honestly, one day they'll... Why haven't I been invited on one of their channels and gone to like a luxury hotel as no. I've done? It's not their vibe. Them. That's your vibe. You're too it's fancy for your own good, mate. I'm fancy, too nice. Fancy Chris, that's what they call you. With well, your from book. now on, when people come on the Abroad <laughs> Japan channel, it'll all be shot in a prison. Although I've just reminded myself I did do that with Joey a year ago. Yeah, I did take exactly. him to prison. So maybe, maybe I'm not all ten. as generous as I think. <laughs> we got a story this week from uh, Laura, uh, who says, Hello, indefatigable. What does indefatigable mean, Pete? Uh, I think it's a bit like irrepressible. It's kind of like you, you have a love... <laughs> You have a love for being a bit of a scoundrel and you cannot stop doing it. Like, you are undefeatable right. in the sphere of being a bit of a wrong. I think that's the well, case. I like that. Yeah. Pete the Scoundrel. Hello, Pete the Scoundrel and industrious Chris. My <laughs> name's Laura, and together with my husband, Giambattista, uh, Jambat, uh, I've been following you from Norway, more or less, since day one. My childhood uh, Japanese friend, Juki, who I befriended in international school a lifetime ago, invited us over to theirs in the Nara countryside for a couple of days. Despite her husband, Satoshi, never having left Japan and therefore not speaking much English at all, we had a wonderful day at the onsen and an incredible dinner with homemade gyoza and assorted tentacles. Oh yeah, assorted tentacles. My favourite. And jellyfish snacks and a ridiculous amount of drinks. Since we live in Scandinavia, they expected us to be real Vikings and bought a whole seven bottles of sake, one of umeshu plum wine and an enormous clay pot. Yes, a pot of shochu. <laughs> shochu is the uh, potato sake and I cannot drink it. It's Natsuki's favourite though. Uh, keep in mind, this was meant to be consumed with the one dinner. 
Much merriment ensued, and we even managed to eat the gooey, fishy snacks. All was well until the next morning when we were presented with a lovingly prepared traditional Japanese breakfast. Our hungover selves dutifully and respectfully ate all the dishes of what we understood to be chicken skin and uh, sugar snap broth, tofu with katsuoboshi and uh, soya, a pan-fried slice of salmon. To top it off, everyone's favourite fermented soybeans. Word to the wise, do not drink and eat natto. It's best enjoyed while sober. Truth be told, natto itself isn't all that bad once you accept the stringiness and sliminess. It really just kind of tastes like roasted coffee. Our problem was more a combination of all the factors, strong short shoot and until the late hours, fishy and fermented breakfast. And what came after was unspeakable. Uh, love, love to you guys, Laura and GV with their warning there on what not to have for breakfast, mm. which sounds an awful lot like my most recent video where I also drank a lot and then went for sushi at about 11am, which you should never, ever do. No. Um, it's, it's the smells of... If, you're, if your stomach is in any way on edge, you do not need that in your life. You do not need that in your life, do you, Chris? <laughs> oh. No, you don't. I don't even know what the worst thing on that dish... I mean, chicken skin is actually quite nice. It's called kawa, like chicken mm. skin kawa. I have that on yakitori, and it's really nice mm. when uh, drizzled in a bit of sweet, sticky soy sauce. That's yeah. pretty good. Nice. And kat- katsuoboshi is really nice, the uh, sort of dried fish flakes. Very They're smoky. really, really tasty. Mm. Yeah, smoky, salty goodness. So... I don't think it was so much the awful things they ate. It was more the awful amount they drank the Jellyfish night snacks. before. Jellyfish snacks, the, are you a big fan of yeah, that? Yeah, maybe that as well. Yeah. That would trigger me, I think. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. I don't know what... Uh, <laughs> I like the expression assorted tentacles. That yeah. well, sounds like a dish in, and a half. In, in, in Cornwall, when we were in Yuki, we, uh, I saw the biggest jellyfish I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely... It was like the size of my torso. It was gigantic, these fucking things. And like I, I, last time we went to Cornwall, I saw mm. all like manner of jellyfish. It was proper jellyfish bloom season. And one of them, I, I think, was actually one of those really nasty ones that are like... So that Portuguese, the Portuguese man of war. You know the ones that are like... It's not... I maybe spoke about it at exactly the same time that last year, but like um, it's not one organism. It's three different... Three or four different organisms that just have Ooh. very specific roles and they complement each other very well. So you've got the inflatable sort of um, sac. That's one organism. The tentacles, another organism. The other... Something Jesus. else. The fins or... I don't know what they fucking are. But like, they're all... You know, it's four or five different animals that live together no and way. they just work at the same time and they're really dangerous and they're really horrible. But I saw one of them. And, uh, yeah... They say Team that effort. we should be eating jellyfish, and I did see that big jellyfish in the in the sea, and I was like, I mean, there is a lot of them, and we could be eating jellyfish, but they <coughs> apparently just don't taste of anything. They're very watery. Well, who needs wagyu and chicken when you can eat stringy, translucent yeah. rubbish out of you the could sea? Just, you could just get one on your head and eat your way out. It'd be lovely. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the only thing going on in Sakata, where I used to live, where when Aski lives up in Yamagata, mm. there's a, the the world's largest jellyfish museum. They got more jellyfish there than anywhere in the world, and you can like eat all the jellyfish, not all not, the jellyfish, not the prized jellyfish. But there's like a <laughs> shop where they love the jellyfish ice cream. And it's just basically like having vanilla ice cream mm. where someone has chopped up a bit of plastic and stuffed it in. <laughs> and you're, you're munching away on this delicious ice cream. You just get a mouthful of this plasticky, chewy, translucent, awful. Yeah. And it's, it's just not good. I don't know. They're so proud of it. They're like, oh, yeah, you've got to try <laughs> the jellyfish ice cream. <laughs> Look what we've done. It's fucking dessert atrocity. Anyway, anyway. 
Um, speaking of seafood atrocity, yeah. um, there's been an interesting story this week, and it's a story that's sort of been ongoing for a while now, uh, involving uh, Japanese sushi restaurants, or rather things that have been going on at the sushi restaurants. We reported a few months back that uh, a, a guy, a customer, I think a young boy, maybe in his teens, was at sushi the uh, one of the biggest sushi chains in Japan, and the place that I actually filmed a video at back in February. And he picked up a bit of sushi and licked it mm. when it came off the, I think when it came off the conveyor belt. And he he put it back on the conveyor belt, and oh, it's just horrible thinking about it. Basically, they call it sushi terrorism, which mm. sounds, I don't know if that sounds... It's a bit strong, isn't it? It's, it's, over, it's a bit strong. Yeah. It's quite it's comical. <laughs> but I get it, right? They're costing companies... Hundreds of millions of dollars, potentially, or certainly millions of dollars. Well, they, they, they had to change. I mean, the, the sushi chain in question had to literally change how they do business and they had to modify their shops because one mm. man, uh, one boy, was um, filmed um, giving a little, giving a little sushi, a little lick, and he licked the the uh, the soy sauce bottle. But like, I think it scared a lot of people away. Obviously, people mm. care an awful lot about hygiene in Japan, and uh, uh, certainly against the backdrop of COVID. And they basically, a lot of places, including Sushiro, I think, they stopped the conveyor belts from operating. Um, and the only time they would use the conveyor belts is when they're delivering an order, like when you choose it off a screen and it mm. whooshes down towards you. Yeah. Whereas the sort of fish that just revolves around and does laps, they took all that off. So the sushi terrorism could not happen. But there's been some developments. And uh, Pete, fill us in. What's going on in the world of sushi terrorism? Well, I mean, we've been waiting for a long time for them to actually put a price on, uh, you know, how much lost business this um, sushi mm. train, uh, train, sushi chain, with a train, uh, have, have experienced uh, after this um, sushi, sushi terrorism. Um, that figure has now um, 67 million, according to uh, the representatives of the uh, sushi chain. Uh, that's 383 thousand um, dollars. Uh, sorry, uh, three hundred eighty-three thousand pounds. So what's that? Four hundred thousand dollars. About four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, something Not like that. that much, really. No, you would expect it to be a little bit more because I don't know any of these chains, but I certainly know Sushi Raw because they were the ones who um, had this issue with these guys mm. licking the old soy sauce bottle and 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 um, and, and licking the licking the food. Um, in March, police uh, arrested three people on suspicion of forcible obstruction of business, including a 21-year-old who allegedly uh, drank from a communal soy sauce bottle uh, at at a, at a different uh, restaurant and. Um, yeah, in April, a man in his 30s was indicted on similar charges after he was filmed using his own chopsticks to remove pickled ginger from a container intended for all diners at a beef ball at restaurants. I think that's less of a crime, to be honest. I don't think... I think being indicted <laughs> on similar charges... I mean, he's just using his own chopsticks to grab a bit of... Grab a bit of... Um, grab a bit of pickled ginger. Um, but, yeah, Sushio said that it experienced a sharp drop in diners after the incident, adding that its parent company had suffered a 16 billion... Uh, yen fall in market capitalization at the end of January. So, from going from 16 billion to 67 million uh, yen, that's a big drop, isn't it? They've lost a lot of money, apparently, uh, they reckon, and they're only asking for a certain amount of it back from the man himself. Well, I don't think the man himself could probably afford much more than $400,000. But I mean, yeah, the. That would be 16 billion yen fall. That's mm. about $100 million or so, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, but then the market capitalization might have also returned back to where it was or gone up. So, yeah, um, and, I think it was more like a shock to the market when it all unraveled. 
Well, the teenager who uh, did the licking of the stuff, um, he admitted licking communal items and expressed remorse. Uh, his lawyers said that he did not intend for the video to be posted online, uh, <laughs> adding that fierce competition in the budget sushi sector, worth a 750 billion yen a year, um, meant it was impossible to blame this drop in sushi or customers on his actions. It could have just been, you know what? Japan is just moving past sushi. <laughs> They've get, yeah. given up their entire history of uh, cuisine and uh, mastication uh, to, uh, you know, and it had nothing to do with the boy licking a, licking a um, chopsticks and licking a bit of sushi rice. Pete, the economic expert at speak. No, honestly, Correct. I do think, I do think <laughs> dickhead licking the fish probably yeah. did cause don't lick a the lot fish. of panic. And Eat the fish. Don't lick the fish. Don't, don't lick the, the fish. fish. But like, I, I, I think, yeah, I think mean, it's right that they should be punished and sued a little bit because we don't want this thing to keep happening. No. And it'd be a real shame that I think it's more like, for me, it's kind of like the sad idea of trust being lost in Japanese society. Like one of the best things about being in Japan is that sense of trust across the board, right? You can leave things in certain places. You can leave your stupid MacBook Pro and wallet on your table when you're in Starbucks. You want to go you to the restaurant. You can assume that the food's quite and clean there. and well put together. Yeah. And hasn't been licked. I mean, that that is bare minimum for me. <laughs> um, you know, it's not you like have England. your suspicions. differently in, in, there. You have your suspicions in some restaurants that, you know, the. Um, I, I, I remember reading about a, a guy who got um, his pizza delivered and um, there was a string of cheese going from the waiter's mouth to the pizza. Oh! <laughs> like he'd had a little... No! Well, he'd clearly just eaten a bit of pepperoni off the top, hadn't he? And, and the string had, uh, oh. had pointed right to the to the scene of the crime. This is quite Jesus. funny. But yeah, you do, you do just assume that people haven't licked your food, but, you know... <laughs> that's that's a disgrace what's interesting i mean i sushiro are super hygienic when we did the video there i didn't put it in the main video because it was a bit boring but mm. we went in the kitchen and we had to scrub our hands for like 10 minutes and we were supervised by the manager while Ryota and i scrubbed our hands and we had to do this like dance with our... <laughs> you'd have loved it it is like dance with our hands it was like one two three shh 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 Scrub, yeah. scrub, scrub, and like moving our hands around all these weird ways to, and to wash our hands three times, no less, before we could even go in the kitchen um, covered in like hazmat suits. So Sushiro take their hygiene uh, extremely seriously, mm. only for some guy to lick it all on the way out anyway. But anyway, I think uh, hopefully this thing, we'll see the end of this now. I, I think being sued and uh, actually being punished should be a good deterrent to this thing um, and put a... You know, put a line in the sand so more people don't lick the fucking cutlery or the feed at Sushiro. But uh, don't let that put you off. No. Go to Sushiro. Go to sushi restaurants. Have some fun. Conveyor belt sushi restaurants are still pretty decent. There's some great ones out there. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the stories, comments, questions in the fax machine. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Why do we I sound a... so angry? <laughs> Donaldson! <laughs> We've got a message from Carl from California. Here, Fried Chicken Chris and Sunburnt Pete. Uh, while I have so many questions, uh, the one I wanted to ask you is, do you have any tips for eating healthier during uh, our, our tip, <laughs> uh, trip? rather? Um, Kyle from California, I would recommend um, getting a like a, 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 a stomach uh, bug uh, at the start of your trip. Maybe just try eating in sushi roll. <laughs> oh. Sounds like people are just licking the food. <laughs> oh, God. Um... I mean, yeah, just don't don't go to convenience stores, basically, because that is where it all falls apart. I must say, like, convenience stores don't have many healthy options apart from bananas. They do boiled eggs. You can get a, a ready-made boiled egg <laughs> if you want that. The, the thing um, that gets me is, like, like the, the problem with eating healthily is that it's if you're travelling from certainly California or, or anywhere that's over, like, five or six hours, you're at the um, mercy of your... Um, on kind of jet lag a little bit. So you are waking up at five in the morning. You're going, look, I need to get back to sleep. I think I should eat a Seven Eleven family bolognese, and that will get me back to sleep. And so it is kind of like you do make bad choices because a, you're on all day. B, um, you are um, tired, and you just think food will solve this. And also, very sugary coffees you get out of those vending machines, and there's pop oh, God, on every yeah. corner. Pop's delicious. I'm amazed those sugary coffees still exist. They mm. are so damn bad in the land of the rising coffee shop where there's, there's so many <laughs> good coffee shops in Japan, right? There's yeah. so many great places these days you can stop. I'm amazed people still drink those dodgy Georgia sugar coffee cans where mm. it just tastes... It doesn't even taste of coffee. It's like sugar water with a hint of coffee bean mm. and... It's awful. It really is bad. Nice, though, and yet I, I mean, used to I, mean I will not drinking. be lectured from Chris. Let's have an iced coffee broad. I'm iced not having any fine. of this. Iced coffee. Iced coffee. coffee. Ice, fresh iced coffee. Fresh iced coffee. Brewed. Made by Charla. 
<laughs> I, no, no, no. We cold brew coffee made by me. That's good. There's no right. sugar in this. This is okay. the real deal. Real taste deal. the coffee beans. <laughs> taste of Nicaragua in my cup. Uh, I don't want taste of fucking sugar in my can. But yeah, no, avoid those. And um, I don't know, really. Just go to go to some family restaurants and pick the salad. Job done. Job done. Um, and have lots, of, have lots of sushi. We've got one here from... Uh, George, uh, George from New York to say, Chris and Pete, my name's George, and I have a question for each of you today. Chris, on your latest Abroad in Japan video, where you talk about your faux pas on the toll booth, you mentioned prices of toll highways in Japan, but didn't go into detail about how expensive they can really be. What do you think it would be uh, for the average two to three hour trip compared to the maybe $12 it would cost in the US? And do you think it would just be better as a foreigner to take a train and rent a card uh, rent a car, sorry, to avoid the tolls. Regards, George. But there's no question for Pete. Sorry, <laughs> That's Pete. Fine. That's all right. He I've, said there I've was a question for both of us, but there's not. Well, I'll give What's you a question, there? Chris. How do you get, because, you know, my um, trip is going to be probably happening uh, later in the year uh, to Japan. Um, I'm planning mm. on renting a car for a bit of it. Um, how do I get an international driver's license? Because that's what you need, don't you, to uh, drive a car over there. You need some kind of... One question at a time. One question at a time. <laughs> you do. Yeah, That's easy. Right. You just go to the post office and get it. It's just a little cra- a little piece of crappy cardboard, and that's, <laughs> that's the it. gateway Sorry, yeah. to freedom. Right. It is, cool. It's really easy. Just get that nice, nice. Uh, from the post office. Yeah. And as for a two, three-hour trip, it really does depend. Um, I would say when I used to do the trip from uh, Sakata to Sendai, which is about three hours um, mm. across North Japan, from Natsuki to Sendai, it would cost about, I'm going to say, three, four thousand yen. So, uh, probably about twenty-five to thirty dollars. Mm. Probably about twenty-five, thirty dollars. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, probably a little bit pricier than the UK. Uh, sorry, than the US, and certainly a lot more expensive than the UK, where we don't have tolls unless you're going up the M5. And we have one last question from Sergey. He says, "Hello, Chris and Pete." I have finally decided to take up learning Japanese after several years of watching abroad in Japan uh, and found myself an online course that seemed good enough. But once I got to the writing exercises, things started to go sour. Turns out I can't for the life of me write kanji intelligibly. So I was wondering whether I should skip the writing exercises and how much do you need writing skills in everyday life in Japan? All the best guys, Sergei. Mm. Um, Pete? What do you think on that? I don't you, think you're ever asked to do any writing at any point during your day, um, Monday through Friday through Saturday through Sunday. And <laughs> I don't. I think you've got your little stamp, your little handcore stamp, and that's the only kanji you have to write your at any point stamp. during your day. Yeah, honestly, if you're not going to live here, then I don't think it's necessary. It is kind of fun and therapeutic to write kanji characters out i used to love it um i haven't done it properly in years but like my first three years i'd sit at my desk each morning before school mm. drinking my sugary crappy coffee that i did drink at the time <laughs> uh, and bash out you know like a hundred characters over and over it was a lot of fun it was kind of like my meditation i guess mm. um but it, honestly yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't really invest the time into it if you don't need it focus a lot more on conversation and memorizing all the vocabulary so you can have a basic, you know, good, easy conversation. But the main reason to know writing is obviously if you're doing a lot of government documents or going to your local town hall, mm. you do need it then. And um, one of the things about writing is if you can write it, then you can read it. And being able to write means you're able to read a lot faster, generally, I find. Right. So, yeah, 
But no, it, it honestly, you wouldn't need it. But I'd say still do it for fun. Try and try and do it. There's a really good book called Hey Sigs, Remember the Kanji. I recommend it to anybody studying Japanese. And it teaches you how to break down the characters and write them uh, the correct stroke order and to sort of turn them into um, a kind of a kind of learn them in a way that it makes it really easy to do. And everyone I know who's become truly fluent at writing Japanese has used this book. So yeah, Hey Sigs, Remember the Kanji. Incredible book and a lot of fun to use. And I reckon that's a good starting point, Sergey. If you do that, I think you'll have a higher, much higher chance of success than um, just doing an online course. But best of luck to you. Let us know how you get on. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys. Still all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, I've just banged my mouth into the microphone and I'll see you later. Have a good one. We'll see you right back here. Do all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Skills. I hit the microphone with my mouth. Skills. What's wrong with me. <laughs>